Hey guys, welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is the very, needs to be hydrated more, John. Uh, last week, we did not put out an episode. Uh, we actually went to Kampalooza, and uh, there were some technical issues with the last episode where it was completely unusable. Uh, it was it was lots of fun. Um, Kampalooza has a great podcasting program. We did Two Truths and a Lie game. We had... Uh, I introduced Erica to a furry, and she ran screaming into the night yeah no that happened i was like no thank you and the furry's like hello i'm like no thank you please leave me alone uh <laughs> i got a selfie with that furry oh she felt sad yeah i would feel sad too you brought her all the way to introduce me to her and i said no thank you <laughs> oh no, no I, I actually told her like here my the host of the show she is scared to death of furries would you like to help me she's like yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we we played Two Truths and a Lie. We also had Justin Corbett from the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast. Uh, it was lots of fun, lots of laughs. Uh, and we got to learn each other on a weird uh, dysfunctional level. Yeah, it was like dating, but without food. <laughs> and other good benefits of dating. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are talking about... <laughs> this week we are talking about the uh sdcc 2021 and um, but before we head into game on um did you hear about the new anime convention going on right now i have been hearing the chatter oh the chatter the chatter so uh this past weekend the 6th to the 8th of august i believe there was a convention called anime houston now anime houston is a new convention but it is also run by the same person who runs anime Dallas. Now, if you've never heard of this person, I'm sorry, do your research. John Swayze. He's an amazing anime voice actor and actor and other voice acting, not just anime. Uh, but he's all like, I guess the well known voice acting right now is the My Hero Academia All for One. He's amazing. I've interviewed him with Comic Palooza. So, I mean, just a really cool down to earth guy. I wish I could have been there for Anime Houston. I did see a lot of videos and no one was wearing masks. Zero masks. That's uh, fine. They're all drinking Purell. <laughs> Delta is insane in Houston right now. Uh, it's been... It's been insane. A lot of people are getting infected. Um, I actually have a couple friends this week that have gotten COVID. They don't know if they got Delta or not yet. So it's 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 really scary. I'm still waiting on when it gets announced as uh, Epsilon. <laughs> I mean, that's a really cool variant name. <laughs> I mean, to be honest. <laughs> like I said, it, it's probably going to happen. Like I said, it's one of those weird things. Viruses mutate and all that. And... It's just one of those things of nature, and unfortunately, I have seen too many sci-fi movies now, like I Am Legend, where they mutated a few flu virus, and here we go. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 what's gonna happen, y'all. That's so, what's gonna so, happen. So everyone, co cover your cough, wash your hands, please, wash your hands. If everyone was just clean and stayed away from other people, we wouldn't be having these issues. Uh, but I digress. Let's go ahead and get into game on. Game on. Oh, but game on! Some new wonderful things have been announced at San Diego Comic-Con. 
Dune HBO Max prequel series finds its new showrunner. HBO Max TV series tying into Dennis Villeneuve's upcoming adaptation of the classic science fiction novel Dune has found new showrunner Diane Adamu John. Most recently, the executive producer and writer of Netflix's The Haunting of Bly Manor will serve as the writer, showrunner, and executive producer of Dune, The Sisterhood. The series will serve as a prequel to the movie, but it is unknown if it will be a direct adaptation of the novel Sisterhood of Dune or focus upon the Ben Gesserit, the organization of women that is one of the most powerful powers in the galaxy. Is this going to be separate from the Dune movie coming out? From what I've been seeing, it's more it's going to be a prequel to what led up to um, them going to Arrakis and the Sisterhood, which actually concentrates on the wonderful powers that they have. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so um, I, I I love Dune. I love the original. I'm excited to see the upcoming movie that's you know about to happen. Um, so I, I can definitely see this being really cool. Oh yeah, especially just. Another ad- adaptation of Dune, like because I actually have the extended release. I just got done watching a few days ago. There's a lot of stuff in there that wasn't in the original movie. That's like it all makes sense now. No, seriously, no, I I definitely agree. Uh, but okay, so what's coming up next? The Invincible live action movie will be different from animated series. The Invincible creator, Robert Kirkman, confirmed that massive efforts were being undertaken to make the upcoming live action Invincible movie into something that was true to the comics, yet distinct from the Amazon Prime animated series. Kirkman was understandably silent as to just what changes, if any, were being made for the movie. And there is no word yet as just when the film will be released or who has been cast in it. What is known is that the film is also being overseen by series producers Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Uh, Seth Rogen is amazing. Uh, I love Seth Rogen. I love Robert Kirkman. I mean, you can't really go wrong from there. Oh, Seth Rogen. The only thing that I still, every time I hear his name, the movie Sausage Party pops up in my head. It's like that movie was horrendous. I tried to like that movie. After watching it, I was just like, is this, is this what you've become? Yes, that is what they become, especially uh, the last uh, scene, last two scenes, which is just like, why? There is no reason to add that to the movie. There was nothing that needed to be added. Like, it just, I just didn't get it. Uh, but basically, LSD can make you talk to vegetables. <laughs> and that was a horrible, horrible segue right there to... Baby Yoda builds a lightsaber with Luke Skywalker. An officially licensed poster from The Mandalorian was previewed, which depicted Grogu, little Baby Yoda, assembling a lightsaber under Luke Skywalker's direction. It's unknown if this is a tease that the Jedi Apprentice will be returning for Season 3 of the hit series, or if fans can expect to see more of a young Luke Skywalker during the time when he was rebuilding the Jedi Order. In either case... It is heartening to see the beloved character doing well at his studies. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That poster was amazing. I'm excited for that series to continue. Uh, I mean, I want to see more young Luke Skywalker. Uh, yes. But still, it's just the, la- the last scene from, se- from season two is like, oh, there's a green lightsaber. We know who it is. It's amazing. It's amazing. No, it's so good. Uh just hope it's true instead of just a promo photo that the mouse is doing to tease all of us 
<laughs> for real, for real. Uh, but what next? Oscar Isaac promises Marvel Moon Knight will be wild. Oscar Isaac made a surprise appearance from the set of Moon Knight on Legendary Comics Head Wounds, Sparrow Comic Con panel. While he cannot go into details of the show due to Marvel Studios' infamously strict NDAs, Isaac assured fans that the finished series would be a wild, wild show. The upcoming Disney Plus series is based on one of the Marvel Comics' slightly more obscure heroes, but one with a cult following. A vigilante whose powers are dependent on their lunar cycle and who suffers from disassociative identity disorder, Isaac will be playing Mark Spector, aka Moon Knight, in the sixth episode series and is rumored to be set to bring Moon Knight into the next wave of Avenger movies. Uh, that's interesting. Um, and it's it's interesting that we're going to get, a, I guess, a superhero or, you know, whatever that has an actual mental disorder. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things, is this is it actually going to be a part of the Avengers or will there be a splintering like you know, the comics did where you had the Avengers and then you had the West Coast Avengers? Right, right, right. Like, huh, it's kind of like with Fantastic Four and then the new Fantastic Four where you had Spider-Man and Hulk. Yeah. It's like, and Wolverine. Like, really? But why is Disney Plus keep doing six episodes? I really don't get it. I need more. I need more than six episodes. Yes, six episodes can be a lot. If it's like an hour, hour and a half, like I get that, but I need more. But at least we're getting another Loki, so that's going to be fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, there's at least two more seasons of Loki. Star Trek Prodigy. The new upcoming American animated television series created by Kevin and Dan Hageman for the streaming service Paramount Plus and Nickelodeon. Wow. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming either. (laughs) (laughs) It will launch in 2021 as part of executive producer Alex Kurtzman's expanded Star Trek universe. Prodigy follows a group of teenagers who use an abandoned starship to search for adventures. Kate Mulgrew reprises her role of Catherine Janeway from Star Trek Voyager. Riley Lazriki, I know I'm butchering it. I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) Brett Gray. Angus Limery, Jason Manzokas, Ella Parnell, and D. Bradley Baker also star. Kirsten's first mentioned the series in January 2019. It was confirmed a month later with the Hagman brothers set as creators and showrunners. Nickelodeon has already ordered two seasons of it that April. Wow. Yeah, Nickelodeon, the wonderful place that brings you SpongeBob SquarePants, is going to have a Star Trek series. <laughs> the series also will be using computer-generated animation, differing from previous Star Trek animation, and is intended for younger audiences than the rest of the franchise. Ben Hebron was announced as director in August 2020, and in February 21, it was revealed to be debuting on Paramount Plus before airing on Nickelodeon. Star Trek Prodigy is set to premiere in 2021 on Paramount Plus with the first 10-episode season. Yes, thank God, something that's not a six. <laughs> it will then air on Nickelodeon before the second season is released on Paramount Plus. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, Star Trek is Star Trek. Um, I'm, I'm Blasphemy! Just, I'm, I'm just going to have to see it. I'm just going to have to see it. I don't. For me. I don't know if it's gonna be good or not. Oh, it's gonna be awesome! Just like looking at the cast on here right now, it's like, like one of them, uh, Jason, he was actually in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, no, they. I mean, they have solid actors that are gonna be on here. Um, 
I've just seen Star Trek go wrong. I've seen it go right. So I'm just going to have to judge this one when I see it. I'm excited Nickelodeon is picking up something a little bit more abstract. And um, I'm excited to see where that goes for them as a company in the future. Especially on Paramount Plus, we're going to be getting also uh, the second season of Picard. Yeah, but then you have to pay for Paramount Plus, and I'm just like, do I need another subscription service? No, not really. But it's Star Trek. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but in other Star Trek news, we have Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2. The more adult-oriented cartoon returns for a second season of side-splitting hijinks aboard the USS Cerritos. Cerritos? You actually said it right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Season two features guest appearances from Trek mainstays like Robert Duncan, McNeil, Tom Paris, and Jeffrey Combs voicing an evil computer. Lower Decks will return on Paramount Plus August 12th, showed off a new trailer full of madcap footage during the comic con panel um yeah and i i mean there was a quote they were saying i think this was kind of a crescendo at the end of season one in a really cool way uh said the creator exclusive producer mike mcmahon uh i mean everyone's really excited about it Uh, again i'll see it if i see it i don't i don't have i don't have enough money in my whatever to do paramount plus i mean i can't even afford my millennial avocado toast or starbucks so (laughs) you still drink starbucks it's all it's all it's all boba tea now. I'm drinking a boba tea right now, so yes. Uh, but no. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I just I don't have enough money to get Paramount Plus. If I see it, if I see it, whatever. I'm, I, well, yeah. Uh, but still, just watching like, like the first couple, just the first like ten seconds of the trailer. It's like, oh, Starfleet, everyone's like so great. Hold, we're all together and as a team and then the ship takes off they left us didn't they how much oxygen do we have <laughs> no i mean it's a funny cartoon i just i just really wish that these services would just go to one place and i know it's like well yeah you had that with basic cable packaging and i'm like no basic cable packaging was like 200 dollars a month uh and we can't afford that shit so we got like two streaming services that play everything but then now everyone has a streaming service and i don't like it <laughs> i'm sure you can find someone that you can borrow their <sighs> yeah login. Or I can just make a fake email and do a million, you know, free test runs. But it's I don't I don't want to do that. Too much effort. Too much effort. Too much effort, really? Okay. Yes, like effort is me having to type in my password for something that should automatically save my password. That's why you just save it in Google. You just click. You want to save password? Yes. And then the only thing you have to worry about is if your account, if Google ever gets hacked, and then you have to change all 20,000 passwords uh-huh. again. That's that's essentially what's going to happen here. Oh, it's kind of like me whenever, uh, right before Comic Palooza, I think yeah, five days before Comic Palooza, my debit card gets hacked. So that was fun. But you made it, and you bought some stuff, and you had fun. Yes, I did. And also with there at Comic Palooza. I learned how the AC works in the GRB. How does <laughs> and, it work? Well, the main air dumps from the air conditioners are in Hall A and Hall E. Unfortunately, they had Hall A and Hall E closed off. So there I am ripening inside of my si- Silent Bob cosplay, which is four layers. At, at least, at least you didn't smell bad. 
No, 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 because I, I actually believe in showering and not using Axe body spray. See, there you go. There you go. There you go. And we'll never get a sponsor from Axe ever from that. <laughs> Why don't we head into Shut Up and Take My Money? Shut up and take my money. There is so, so, so many cool things that SDCC released slash other companies released exclusively for SDCCC, whatever. There are pins, there are enamels, uh, prints, I mean, everything you can imagine, amazing. Uh, but I pulled out my top things that I have personally bought slash uh, wish I could have bought. Oh, we get to play a game on guessing on which one you got. Right? Yeah, sure, why okay. not? <laughs> First one we have is Godzilla Smash's SDCC 2021 exclusive stress doll set. We need that now more than ever. So at the Big Bad Toy Store, you can actually still get this. It is going for $35.99. It is super cute as heckin'. You got two little Godzilla dolls. And then you have the uh, pterodactyl. I don't have no idea what his name is, but only available. <laughs> Miller's looking at me like, squeeze me. Only available in celebration of 2021 San Diego Comic Con. This special collector display window box includes three slow rise foam smashies. Collect Atomic Godzilla winding up from a blast of his radioactive fire breath. Black and white Godzilla as seen as the original 1954 Gehera and 1955's Godzilla raids again. And an exclusive smashie of Rodan. With an impressive seven and a half wingspan, Rodan. And it's exclusive to the limited edition set and not available in any other assortment. Each character is four inches tall and made of slow rise squishy foam. Uh, it's super cute, and there's only 2,000 pieces that are being sold. Uh, yeah, super, 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 super adorables. Uh, Rodin is adorable. Both of the Gaziras are cute, and it comes in a little cute little boxies. And Rodon is cute as well. You know, the pterodactyl thing. Yeah, you know what? Can I remember <laughs> something from 1954, Miller? I don't think so okay so don't come at me oh i will uh, did you did you get this one no i did not no i did not we did not get that one next one 100 percent soft san diego comic-con 2021 exclusive this one is adorable uh if you've never heard of 100 percent soft they make the cutest stuff in the freaking world they make a lot of posters they also make something called a dumpster fire. Uh, personally, I do collect some of these dumpster fires. Uh, they are super cute. Uh, so this one is This Is Fine Dumpster Fire. Uh, you could originally get it for $30. It is sold out. It is the little doggy with the coffee cup, you know, with the fire. And he's like, this is fine. He's sitting on the uh, dumpster fire. And it is super adorbs. Oh, the dumpster fire. That was 2020. <sighs> the vinyl toy combines all your favorite The World is on Fire vibes into one epic mashup toy. Green also drew the box art for the new edition of the vinyl figure. Uh, this is available Saturday, July 24th, uh, which is already passed. Uh, do you think I got this or do you think I did not get this? Oh, I think you got this one. I did get this one. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I, I Like, again, I collect dumpster fires uh, in this one. I could not miss out on getting. Oh, I actually went to their website. Yeah, it is sold out, but they will have more in stock soon. Awesome. Great. So you can go straight to 100percentsoftshop.shop and get it there for $30 and be put on the waiting list. If you guys haven't gotten it yet, you definitely should. Next one we have up here is the Funko DVA with Mecha Overwatch Pop figurine. 
Oh, enough with Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Blizzard has quietly released their second round of exclusives for San Diego Comic-Con, starting with their annual Funko GVA with Mecha Overwatch Pop figurine. This edition is a green variant, uh, and it is available f- starting from $24.99. The reason that I mentioned this, and I put it in here, is that this thing, even though I don't do Overwatch, is super freaking cute. It's a Mecha suit, and you can actually take the little girl figurine out of the Mecha suit. Hmm. I haven't seen that before. So, I mean, you, maybe you, I'm just out of the Funko loop, but I just think it's super cute that you can actually take the little mini figurine out of the mecha suit. Uh, it's almost like those TikToks I've been seeing with the Funko Pops where you saw the top of the head off and there's something hidden inside the head. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so some of... Okay, so when you see that, there are some Funko Pops that um, have little brains or they have many, many figurines in their brain. Um, it's not all of them. It's just some of them. And you can tell if you rattle the actual figurine. I don't get why people cut off their heads, especially when it's like a rare uh figurine but i mean it's 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 their thing so i, c- I can't really tell them not to do it uh, i still maintain pops are more of like the uh our modern day uh beanie babies from the 90s i really do agree yeah do you think i got this or not oh it's cute it's adorable it's something different no i did not you're right i passed <laughs> on this one next one a jurassic park final scene ray arnold Hold on to your butts. Action Figure Insider has the details on the new Mattel Comic Con at home exclusive, and it's got teeth and claws. This Jurassic Park final scene, Ray Arnold, set images a moment we never actually saw with our own eyes. In the film, Chief Engineer J. Raymond Ray Arnold, uh, aka Samuel L. Jackson, headed to the maintenance shed to reboot the power. But somewhere between then and when we saw him next, a velociraptor stole something important to him. Um, his arm. <laughs> the two-pack set features a 3.75 inches Ray Arnold figure with a removable arm, as well as a two 2.4 inch tall and 7 inch long Velociraptor. This set includes the maintenance shed setting, which includes sounds and lights, as well as the packaging reflects the setting of the scene. You can grab it for 25 bucks on Mattel Creations, and I'm sure that it's already sold out. Uh, I mean, this is this is a scene that should have happened in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but then it wouldn't be like in the scene where it's like all of a sudden the arm just comes through the wire. It's like, oh, Mr. Arnold, it's just the arm. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Mattel Creations, like, they made a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff this round. Oh, what was this creature from? Oh, Kevin. Yeah, the little <laughs> peacock looking thing. I-, I think Kevin was the dog, wasn't it? Or was it the peacock looking thing? It was the peacock thing. Yeah, no, Kevin, that that thing is super cute. It's a little figurine that you can position in other movements and whatnot. Uh, it's it's cute. It's cute. Did you get the Jurassic Park? What do you think? Yay or nay? I'm going with nay. Nay, I did not pick this bad boy up. Um, I just, I, I love it. It's adorable. I don't have the space. And I'm not that big of a Jurassic Park collector. But they're so fun. They are, they are, they are. Up next, Mondo posters. Uh, again, oh we all know I love me some Mondo posters. Uh, they released so many posters over this weekend. Uh, over the past couple weekends, uh, they released an 100 soft 
Halloween poster. Uh, and again, Hundersoft makes these really adorable posters where all these people are chibis. And I love it when they do horror posters because it looks like all these little evil people and their little chibi dolls. Uh, they did an amazing, amazing Total Recall poster. Totally gorgeous. An amazing Godzilla pop art poster. Uh, they did a WandaVision poster, which insanely sold out. They did a Rocky Horror Picture Show poster. When I first saw this, I was like, if my husband <laughs> loved this show as much as I did, I would have gotten it. The best Rocky Horror Picture Show movie poster I've seen. Uh, what Hot American Summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Uh, they did a bunch of comics. They did a Logan. Uh, now, this thing sold out in like 1.5 seconds, even less than that. Uh, if you have been living under a rock, the Masters of the Universe Revelation TV series came out. Uh, it was oh, amazing. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Now, Mondo released an SDC exclusive to come out with the Revelations movie show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was releasing for $55. It was limited to 170 pieces. It sold out in under a couple seconds. Uh, we actually did get this one. I'll cut you a break and tell you. We did get this one. We had to buy it secondhand, so we had to pay the hundred and something dollar upcharge of getting this poster. Oh, you gotta love scalpers. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, it, it's a really good poster. Now, I love this poster that we're going to talk about next. It's the Halo Infinite poster. Definitely giving me some Japanese uh, cherry blossom yes. samurai vibes. Bro, if I already did not have a Halo Infinite, it's made by Mondo too. If I already didn't have that one up in my house... Bet this one would be up. Oh, yeah. This one is very nice. Very nice. Uh, they also released the Shining soundtrack. Uh, they made one a while ago. They've been re-releasing their soundtracks with different colors so that, you know, it doesn't affect the previous set run and everything like that. They also did a re-release on Over the Garden Wall, which sold out in, like, no time again, uh, but they will be releasing, re-releasing with new colors, you know, very soon. Um, and if you've missed this one, the last one for Mondo, Mondo's Wolverine 1-6 figure limited editions SDCC variant. The figure also features several swappable heads, including an LA Sad masthead, neutral masthead, Angry masthead, Logan unmasked head, and Morph head. Um, you know the meme where you see Wolverine laying on his bed, looking at the picture frame? Yeah. Uh, that's what the box looks like, and that's what he comes with. Oh, there's a little picture there, too. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, no. Uh, it's amazing. I I love Mondo. I <sighs> Mondo is based <laughs> out of... <laughs> Miller's like, this is amazing. Uh, Mondo is based out of Texas. Um, I mean... <laughs> He can't get a hold of himself, uh, but it's based out of Austin. Uh, I love them. I love them. I'm just looking at the tiny, like interchangeable hands, and like perfect for holding the photo. Oh, like, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, god, that's hilarious. Now, out of all those things, which ones do you think I got? Oh, I know you got the posters. Which ones? Well, you said you already got the secondhand one. Okay, yeah, got got the got the Modi one. Probably the Rocky Horror. No. Really? I really wanted to. It's very beautiful. Uh, but my husband's just not as a big of a fan as me. So many choices. So many choices. But I'm going to go with Wet Hot American Summer. No, screw that, man. We did. <laughs> 
<laughs> we bought the 100% soft Halloween. We got the total recall. Uh, and I think that's it. And then, of course, the Modu one. Yeah. Well, why, why, why so much hate on Wet Hot American It's not that Summer? great of a movie. It's a cult classic. Uh, is it? That, that's, that's horrible. Is it, though? It's horrible. I mean, it, okay. It's so horrible. <laughs> just, you, have, you have to at least watch it once, if not twice, and then burn it. Agreed. I agreed. Ah, okay. Next. Hallmark San Diego Comic Con 2021 exclusives. These suckers always double in value like the next day. We have a Star Wars Boba Fett keepsake ornament. It looks like Boba Fett playing on a guitar broom looking thing. Okay. No, that no, that that is not a guitar broom. That is his rifle. Oh, is that a rifle? Uh, yes, high pitched and all. Okay. I th- it looked like a guitar. <laughs> it, they did not do that. They did. They, they, it's he's holding it like a guitar. He looks like he's jamming out. Oh, uh, I'm loving the next one though. <laughs> the Klingon Bird of Prey. Yes, the Star Trek Klingon Bird of Prey Hallmark Keepsake Ornament. It originally released for thirty five dollars. Uh, it's the thirty fifth anniversary of theatrical release of the Star Trek for the Voyage Home, and the night you know was came out in nineteen eighty six. It's a metal keepsake ornament. Features the HMS Bounty paint styles as seen as the film and it was there's only 3750 now the next one is way better in my opinion the ghostbusters ecto-1 an rtv hallmark keepsake ornament originally released for 30 bucks ecto-1 an rtv keepsake ornament this two-pack of the iconic ghostbusters work vehicle along with the remote trap vehicle rtv mini ornament comes straight from this year's ghostbusters afterlife feature film uh, only three thousand of these were made I'm excited for the new Ghostbusters film. I uh, think it will be better than the one we got a couple years ago. Oh, that one doesn't exist in our minds. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think that's uh, what we're all going for. Last but certainly not least, Super Mario Gold Mario Hallmark Ornament. Originally released for $15, the Gold Mario Hallmark Ornament, the hero of the Mushroom Kingdom, arrives as an event-exclusive gold medal ornament. Only 2,000 were made of the sucker. Mmm. That is shiny and pretty. It's really pretty. <laughs> uh, yay or nay? Which ones did I get? Well, I'm going to assume that you got the Ghostbusters. Anything else? Mm. So I did not get the Ghostbusters ornament, and I missed out on the Super Mario ornament. If anything, I would have gotten the Super Mario ornament. Um, but luckily, they're going on eBay for like twenty four or twenty five bucks. So I'm 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 going to be picking that up. Okay. <laughs> Last one we have on here. Dark Stalkers, Pin Stalkers, Round 3, Limited Edition Pin Set. Uh, I love Dark Stalkers. I feel like that video game doesn't get what it deserves. I mean, Guilty Gear is amazing, too. They have made some amazing Guilty Gear pins. Um, but the Dark Stalker pin set that I'm talking about is absolutely gorgeous. They also released an SDC exclusive Anicorus pin, and it comes with a metal card. Uh, but for the three pins, we have Bishamon, Lilith, and John Talbin. It's, I mean, you can purchase them individually or purchase all three to get a Bishamon Darkstalkers metal card. It was while supplies last. I just, uh, I love, I love this. I love, I love, I love the video games. I love the franchise. It's amazing. They are very nice pins indeed. Yeah, now SDCC always releases the best enamels, in my opinion. Oh, like since I didn't get the Shadow the Shadow emblem pin from the old movie. 
Yeah, I know. Um, I I honestly, SCCC was kind of like insane for me. I was, this is like the only year that I haven't been like all up in it and just like what it's releasing, what's going on, you know, what can I get? (sighs) I just think everything's been way too crazy the past two months. No, I mean, I'd probably get the Shadowloo pin just because it reminds me of coked up Claude Van Damme. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, the good John claude Van Damme, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But let's go ahead and close this show out with some Nani. Nani? How about something for people that rage quit? I need something like that. Here, you have this wonderful device that you inflate, you put your controller inside it, and you play, and then if you decide to rage quit... It doesn't fly and bust your TV open. This 360 inflatable contraption protects your controllers from impact. Simply blow it up and insert it through one of the two pass-through hand chambers. The transparent top will ensure that you'll still be able to see every button. Now unleash your rage in any direction with full peace of mind. Uh, So, I mean, it's an inflatable circle. Uh, You stick your hands in and you can see through the top and you can just throw it. Just throw it. I, I think they have finally figured out a way to repurpose the molds for the old sock and boppers. <laughs> no, I mean that's what it looks like. It looks like a smaller soccer sock and bop em. That's that's what it looks like. And with this you can get it at Walmart.com. That's why it was written so horribly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, these are all made by different kind of providers through Walmart.com. Um, you can also get a um, Bonanza, that website. People still buy from it. It ranges anywhere from like $19, $30. So just go Google online. They're actually pretty funny. Sucking bobbers. <laughs> <laughs> I got the commercial playing in my head now. <laughs> Damn it. Why I put this for Nani are the amazing commercials that they have made for this thing. Totally cheesy infomercial like it's amazing oh that leads us into the next one a super mario brothers game sells for two million dollars holy crap oh i still don't understand how one man should stay still wrapped up and perfect so i've seen this happen a couple times especially when stores are moving around there's one time there was an employee moving tables or not tables but you know Oh, the gondolas, yeah. Yeah, the gondolas, the, you know, whatever. They're moving around, and while moving them, underneath it, they found a wrapped Nintendo 64 Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask video game. Oh, back whenever we all went through there, like, I can't get it now, but I'm going to hide this thing and come back later, and then you never Yeah, exactly. Someone never came back. Someone never came back, yeah. Uh, but a vintage Super Mario Bros. video game was sold for $2 million. A collectibles company announced Friday breaking the record for the most expensive video game sale uh, that was just set two weeks ago. The 1985 game made for Nintendo's original console has never been opened, a rarity for old video games. Uh, it says that an anonymous person bought this video game. Oh, uh, it's going to be one of those things where it's like nowadays, like back when we were kids, like, oh my god, I can't wait to open this and play it. Now it's like, it's going to look so good on the shelf there where I can just stare at it. It and oh, pretend to play. Bro, if you're paying two million dollars, it better just sit in that shelf. Oh my gosh. Uh recently, a pair of head-turning sales have jolted interest in the gaming space. A 1987 Legend of Zelda game cartridge that sold for eight hundred and seventy thousand in early July was considered a record, and then a couple days later, uh it broke with uh one point five six million dollars with the with the game. Oh yeah, with 
Yeah, with Mario 64. I remember that story. Uh, but one of the things I've actually noticed uh, with all the collecting and stuff I've done, because now I'm looking for boxes for all of my games that I've had over the years that I threw out when I was like eight. Um, if you happen to come across a sealed one, a great way to tell an authentic Nintendo s- sealed game it has an H seal across it. It's not like sealed at the top and bottom. There is actually a seal across the middle for the whole thing as well. Right. So, yes, that is a thing. When you look at reproduced boxes, there are always easy giveaways. Number one, the barcode doesn't look right. Uh, or you'll see the word actual repo on the barcode somewhere. The images are blurry. It won't have the company name on it. Repo cartridge boxes are very, usually very easy to spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, But that's what I would do if I was you. If I was looking for boxes for all of my Nintendo games or whatever, uh, I would just get repo boxes. That's what I would do. That's that's what I'm doing on a lot of them. Yeah. But there's certain ones that I want the original box. Uh Well, Uh, there are some that you can get the original boxes for that are super cheap. I don't know, but it's just like. They're all old and falling apart. And if they're not all original, what's the point of just getting some that are original? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, certain ones. Like um, one that's actually um, going to have to get a reproduction box for it was the uh, Tengen version of Tetris. Interesting. Yeah, because that was put out there and sold by Atari before they had the rights to sell it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh my gosh we're glad that you guys tuned in this week uh just a psa out there uh covid's getting pretty bad again so just make sure you wash your hands stay away from people and if you can wear a mask and if even better get vaccinated that's that would be like the perfect ideal (laughs) or at least minimum cover your cough please cough into your elbow or or into your shirt, something instead of just spraying the next person around you. Because, Grant, even in you're six feet apart in the air-conditioned building, you're breathing recycled air. Yes, you are. <laughs> you can follow me anywhere at The Raging Erica. And you can follow me anywhere at Dogfin Studios. I am also doing a new podcast called Dysfunctional Dailies. Uh, I'm doing it with my little sister. We pretty much just gossip. We drink wine. We talk about wine. Just two chicks talking about cool stuff you can like follow subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere like spotify iHeartRadio, itunes google play i mean everything we're everywhere amazon music just 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 do it just go there <laughs> well that is it guys and we will catch you next week Bye.